Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Jonathan W. Johnson, Avocado Whack-A-Mole, <laughs> Gregory Vio, Peter Keogh, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you. Yes, you the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Alex, I think it's almost cliche to say, you know, but people always say it. You've burst onto the scene. Alex, as I was as I was uh, looking over Ultra Sign Up when I saw what you did at the Georgia Jewel, I'm like, I think it's appropriate to say that Alex, you've just recently burst onto the scene. Uh, what an incredible finish at Georgia Jewel! Your first 100 miler, not an easy course. 19 hours, 30 minutes, six seconds, the second fastest time ever run on that course. Alex, where the heck did you come from? Yeah, uh, just pretty crazy how it all kind of unfolded. Um, came from a 50K at the Blue Ridge Ultra mm-hmm. about this time, uh, this upcoming weekend last year. Uh, came in second place there. Mr. Corey Waltering came in first. Uh, just kind of. You know, fangirled over him that day and ended up getting his contact information and staying in touch ever since. And I was so blessed to just have him come out and pace me, uh, you know, the back half of that uh, jewel, man. It was just, he is such a big uh, asset to have um, in your arsenal of pacers and just an incredible human, um, you know, just night and helping me out um along with you know she's awesome Mm -hmm. uh just aiding me wouldn't have been able to do it without do here uh in atlanta one of my co-workers cody holdsclaw uh huge uh trail runner um big motivator at work and just on the trail on and off the trail he paced me for a few laps out there uh the penhody on the jewel mm-hmm. um huge shout out to him and just all the past the torch uh running 
running crew that I run with uh, over at Kennesaw Mountain to help train. So I've just fallen in love with all those guys and just trail running in general. Well, Alex, you've you've given your Oscar speech. You've you've thanked everybody. Your agent is very yeah. happy. But I think we need to go back a little further because you talk about that Blue Ridge Mountain 50K and coming in second place to Corey Woltering, which is, I mean, that's if you're going to finish second place to anybody, you got to feel pretty good about you know finishing second place uh, to Corey. But let's go back a little bit. Al, are you a runner your whole life, Alex, or is this something you found later in life? Uh, definitely a later in life thing. Um, I've always just kind of, you know, growing up, my parents, really my mom would just, you know, talk our family into like a local 5K here and there, you know, on 4th of July and whatnot. But just, I don't know, I was always the kid that kind of took a little longer to grow up and realize, you know, what's good in life. Uh, always had baseball to kind of turn to and keep me, you know, grounded. So I grew up playing baseball, uh, went and played two years of junior college baseball at Georgia Perimeter. So kind of had that um, knack for just natural ability to play baseball. Um, And then just kind of fell out of love with that. And then, you know, went back to school, transferred to Georgia Southern, did the whole frat life thing, really got out of shape there, Um, got a dog, trained it to duck hunt her name's izzy she's my soulmate uh chocolate lab girl so i ran her more than you know she was running me per se so she was in way better shape than i ever was in college and then i don't know just kind of started working and um yeah just you know a year or two later uh i graduated in 2019 so i'd say around like covid maybe a little after covid um year the 2020 thing uh went down and then just stress set in you know starting mm-hmm. out work uh my sister oh ended up getting married from uh graduation to like 2020 ish uh 2021 was when i got married um you gotta make that just, sound like a bigger deal alex your wife is gonna listen to this podcast you have to make <laughs> that sound bigger if, if she listens I know, I just, yes, i'm like alex if she I'm listens to this thing right now. Yeah, if she listens to this thing and she goes oh you mentioned oh and i got married sometime between graduation and covid she is going oh, no. to she's gonna make that the couch bad. up she's gonna make the couch up for you and you are I'm going to so be sorry, on babe. the couch so alex i'm gonna give you a chance to do over you, yeah I, yeah for sure the last thing well, i want slow down. I'm, I'm like i'm so excited just talking about like all this it's just crazy we can slow down we got plenty of time we can work all this in we're gonna slow down because okay. the last thing i want is the georgia jewel 100 mile trophy to be in the garbage and the couch right. to be made up for you to sleep on for the next week so for sure do you want to Let's just go back a little bit. So I'll recap to where we've gone to from here. We've covered a lot in 30 seconds. Uh, You're a baseball (laughs) player. So you grow up playing baseball. That's your sport. Were you you a pitcher? What what, what position position did you play? No, I actually was an outfielder. I was kind of a, I guess, utility player per se. So, I mean, I'm did a little bit of everything, but outfield is where I landed in college. Okay. So I got the running thing kind of down pat, you know, covering a lot of ground and, and the grass out there. Yeah. I, Boy, Alex, I don't know if the skill set required to be an outfielder really transitions to ultra running. I've talked to, to, to people that have done other sports that seem to 
kind of play more? Am I missing something, Alex, or is there a direct connection between running in the outfield 10 yards to catch a ball versus 100 miles <laughs> on the Pinhoti? <laughs> Yeah, there's no correlation between the two whatsoever. <laughs> no, but you do at some point. You do at some point. You talked about this. It was enough. When did you decide that, okay, this has occupied enough of my life. I'm out. As far as baseball goes? Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those weird things where the schools were kind of transferring. Uh, the junior college is being bought out by another uh, Division One school, Kennesaw, or actually, I think it was Georgia State that bought them out. And basically, they were like, "Yeah, you guys can all transfer there, and you know, maybe become walk-ons. Uh, you can still try out there and make it work, or th- you know, you can basically just know that this place is going to be non-existent next year." So I just kind of knew I had friends at another school and was just kind of just kind of upset. You know, I didn't play much to begin with, but, you know, I just kind of sad saying bye, but it just is what it was. And my friends were more than welcoming down at, you know, Statesboro and the whole frat thing was sounding cool at the time, you know, go meet more people and kind of start my networking and meeting and greeting, shaking hands, doing all that. So was it a bit of relief? When they said, like, hey, listen, your door code's not going to work next year and your locker combination is going to be changed um, and your uniform is being thrown in the trash, we're not having a baseball program. Was there a little bit of relief in that? Because I know that that's a sport that can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. I mean, I just – I think I was looking for, I don't know, something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the thought of, like, giving something else – in my life a try was I don't know sounded a little I guess promising yeah. per se and I knew I had a lot of friends there and I just kind of didn't really like my coach already to begin with so it was just like not really any sweat and my parents were okay with that and I you know kind of came to terms with it and it was a relief yeah and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute this frat thing doesn't really involve any exercise on my part. I don't have to go to frat practice. I get to I get to <laughs> yeah. party and enjoy college a little bit. Was it was it a service fraternity or was it a party fraternity? Uh, it was. It had a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I would say. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like it was the most serviceable <laughs> or the most party, you know, centered fraternity, but we definitely dabbled in a little bit of both, giving back to the community. I know there were a good bit of hurricanes that hit uh, near Savannah when I was in school. So we we did, you know, our little give back to the community stuff, but we definitely enjoyed ourselves as well. So what you're saying is mom and dad are tuning in and you told mom that that was a service fraternity and they don't want her to find out that by serving the hurricane victims, they donated a dollar for every beer purchased at the kegger that you had one night. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Listen, mom and dad, it was a serious service fraternity. They didn't have a beer at all. That the, the entire time that he was there, they were just looking nope. for how they could help the community. That's what they were focused on, was just helping yep. the community be a better place. And they're really disappointed that they, that frats have a reputation for being party centrals, because that's just not 
how all frats yeah, are. That's not that's not who we are, you know. <laughs> so, so you do what so many of us do, Alex. You get to college, the sport that you are, you know, used to and enjoy and love is gone. You party a little bit, you get out of shape, and you are not the athlete you used to be. And at some point before you become the athlete you are now, you meet the love of your life. I'm not talking about your dog. I'm talking about your wife. Please take this opportunity, Alex, to sweeten up the story and give us a good a good story of how you found uh, uh, Miss Dedell's in your life. Um. So before I guess any of the college baseball even took place, um, me and my wife's sister were in the same friend group, just kind of you know, in high school and like neighboring high schools. So we had already kind of hung out together and knew, um, I, I knew her older sister before I even knew her. Yeah, so yeah. that was kind of a, a cool thing. And just, I guess going to a, uh, just a mutual friend's house party one night in between the baseball and frat transition of my life. Uh, I ran in, you know, ran into my wife or I guess, you know, girlfriend at the time. And, found out oh well i know your older sister and you know small world and here you are you know tonight or whatever and we just kind of met that way at like little basement house party and then you know dated throughout that summer and kind of into the winter break and then uh just ended up breaking up because again the whole frat thing just doing a lot of philanthropic (laughs) philanthropic stuff you know not definitely not partying um kind of told her hey you know i don't think this is gonna work out i just you know i'm gonna do this whole social thing and get back to communities baby listen so, listen there are so many kids that need a helping hand in our community there are so exactly. many starving people and there are so yes. many so many homeless i can't yeah. dedicate time to this relationship because i am too busy studying and I am too busy helping the community to be a better place to live. You know, you hit a nail on the head right there. <laughs> so I, I broke it to her, and she was pretty upset. She, at the time, she was playing um, Division Two soccer at Columbus State, which is West Georgia, um, kind of near Auburn and Alabama, um, Phoenix City area, yeah. and Statesboro's obviously – near savannah way on the polar opposite end of georgia so kind of a you know horrible situation broke her heart went back to school um two years later got a you know puppy and then just kind of came to my senses sat down with my puppy and she lectured me about how i need to get back with her (laughs) so she barked up a storm and then i uh ended up (laughs) Or <laughs> she ended up reaching out to me on Snapchat because I posted to my mom uh, and I at the Braves game. And I don't know. My wife was crazy. and was like, oh, you guys look so great. And that was like the first time I even heard from her since the breakup. <laughs> so I responded and uh, remembered what my dog told me. And <laughs> this is like I'm, I, I obviously didn't talk to my dog, but just kind of, I don't know, had this spark in my brain that was like, you know what, this is definitely and I'm going to start chasing after again. So. After that Snapchat response, I you know started um, reconnecting with her, and 
it's just been awesome ever since. And we've been married for two and a half years now. Uh, May of this year was two years. So, you know, we're in October now, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah like yeah. Two, a little over two and a half years. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, at some point when she Snapchatted you, did you snap back like, hey, all the kids have been fed. All the homeless have been have found homes. I have yes. plenty of free time now. Yeah, the, I've, I'm done saving the world. <laughs> so, so one natural light beer at a time. Right. Listen, <laughs> I got some bush lattes and some natty lights that need to be drank. I don't want to ruin the environment. I'm going to recycle exactly. these when I'm done with them. Don't you worry. We recycle at my return. Yeah. At what point, Alex? Do you decide, like, listen, I've I've got a I've got a a beer gut, a hard earned beer gut from serving the community. Um, I'm out of shape. This is the first time in my life that you've probably been out of shape. You know, being away from baseball for those years, and here you've got this wife who's a division, you know, division two soccer player who's probably in really great shape. You've got to be in excellent shape to be a soccer player. When oh, yeah. when did you make the decision to? try to get in shape again and, and how did that lead you to running um that's a good question because it was for a while it was just kind of bleak and just i don't know i was more so just looking for some like discipline in my life and me and her kind of really got uh in the i guess in the routine of going to church every sunday mm-hmm. um and just really focusing on, you know, going going there and serving uh, serving at the church a little bit and just kind of getting in that routine of, you know, okay, here's some more structure that, you know, is good for us, um, good for our lives. So we'll give that a shot. Um, so I think I was just really searching for discipline and um, some sort of like, I don't know, set in stone, just kind of um, – progressive mindset per se and just never really found it and you know did that for a little while and then we ended up moving out of our uh, in-laws house to our own spot over in Alpharetta which is kind of far away from our church so we kind of started just watching it online and then just ended up kind of falling out of that Um, and then I hit like another kind of well not another but just hit like a quarter life crisis and bought a really expensive mountain bike um (laughs) hang on when you say really expensive alex what are we talking well i mean for me at the time like it was it was all of three thousand dollars so it was it was a really nice bike a full suspension cannondale that i still have i haven't you know been wanting to sell it for a long time but then i hop back on it and love it and i just yeah how do you break the news by the way what's your wife's name Kelsey. Kelsey. How'd you yeah. break the news to Kelsey that you dropped 3,000 clams on a bike? I really don't know. I, I, it just, 
I think I was in such a trance that whole week that that went down that I honestly don't even remember how it went down. Did you play it off? Like, did you park it in the garage hoping like she wouldn't (laughs) notice? And then if she did bring it up, be like, oh, that's been there forever. What are you talking about? I've had that bike for years. (laughs) She knew exactly what what happened. And I I mean, there was really nothing that like she could have done or I could have done to like go back or return it or anything. I mean, I was so just like in love with this thing and I told myself that, you know, this is a thing that I'm going to get good at. Um, so yeah, just started, you know, cranking the pedals and going to this bike park that was kind of nearby. And I actually got not, not bad at mountain biking, like doing more so like dirt jumps and, you know, downhill type stuff at this place called big Creek Yeah, in Alpharetta. Um, and yeah, just really started wearing that bike out. And then I was on a construction job up in North Carolina too. So I would take it up there and ride and ended up riding by myself one day and broke some fingers. So yeah, just really started rethinking my thoughts on mountain biking and how that's probably not going to last very long if I'm going to be breaking bones. Right. Cause you're thinking at this point, I love the mountains. I love to be yeah. off road. At this point, you had no idea that human beings ran off-road. Uh, yeah. You're just like, man, I'm breaking fingers. I, apparently, the the outdoors is not for me. I, I won't be able to enjoy a sport in the outdoors. At some point, though, you find out that that's wrong, and people, in fact, run on those very trails that you were mountain biking on. Yes, but all right, time out. I forgot a really important part. Okay, Because I'm like super hobbyist, dude. Like, I get fixated on things. And before the mountain bike, I had this, you know, I have my dog, my chocolate lab. And yeah. remember I said I, you know, taught her how to duck hunt. So re- I like introduced duck hunting to my wife, like kind of early on, try to get involved with that. Um, you know, whole outdoors. I've always loved the outdoors, yeah, but yeah. turns out duck hunting wasn't her thing either because it's <laughs> super cold doesn't like sitting in the duck blind so that was out the window so biking was next because i thought it'd be good to buy her bike as well and then you know that could be our thing did they ever find you so. went for robbing that bank did they ever <laughs> you had to buy two bikes <laughs> <laughs> no they never did we uh we got away we hit the trails and they couldn't find us they're yeah. still looking to this day <laughs> Yeah, I've just had so many hobbies. It's crazy. Just gravitating from one to the other. No, but I think it's okay, Alex. I think it's it's one of those things where, especially when you're in your early 20s, and I feel like I'm a thousand years old when I'm saying this, young man, in your 20s, I think you're trying to find yourself, right? And and you oh, yeah. you had an identity through high school and the first part of college. You were Alex the ball player. You know, I mean, that's how you defined yourself. I'm sure your parents like, oh, Alex is going to junior college to play baseball. It's gonna be so great. And that's that's how you kind of defined yourself. And then you Mm -hmm. get that taken away from you. And so, yeah, you try different things and you you tried duck hunting. Were you any good at duck hunting? I wasn't bad. I I just I got more enjoyment out of watching my dog work and retrieve and, you know, being able to see her go you know enjoy the woods with me and you know i shot a few birds um (laughs) there was one time where my grandfather actually uh bless his heart you know he passed away right before all the you know covid kind of took place so we were able to 
um, you know, I guess celebrate his life with our family before we all kind of got split up. But his place um, down in Griffin, Georgia, he's got like a 20 acre pond and it's a spring fed pond. So it, you know, regulates itself year round and it doesn't ever really dry up or anything. So he gets a lot of local and some migratory birds there. And um, I was just so fortunate to, you know, go there and hunt a lot um, in school just you know with my dog and some of my buddies and you know kelsey at the tail end of our uh schooling career so i brought her out there and we were on one goose hunt just me her and my dog izzy and uh ended up connecting with a goose and it dropped in the water and it was still alive so we kind of had to go chase it down in the jumbo and i ended up just kind of you know putting it um, out of its misery, just kind of right there mm-hmm. on the boat, and Kelsey was sitting right there, and it was just not a good experience at all. So, <laughs> I think after after that day, it was I got bad blood with Keith. So, <laughs> yeah, it just it didn't work out. Duck hunting's just kind of out of the out of the picture. She is like, I've really what have you dragged really me into? Dog from there. What have you dragged yeah. me into? The fact that she is still with you, this woman is a saint, Alex. I, I'm I'm the luckiest man on on the planet, no doubt. Yeah, you 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 are, because 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 you know the further you progress in your hobbies, the harder her life becomes. You think about you know you do the duck hunting thing, and and then she's got to go and watch you snap the neck of a goose. Like that's <laughs> that's not pretty. You know, I, yeah. I've as a person who's gone hunting in the past, when you do that little little turn and little turn and snap, little whip and snap, you got to break that neck to put them out of their misery. That's not oh, yeah. fun. And she's probably thinking, like, this is the worst day of my life. And then mountain biking, all of a sudden you're breaking fingers. You you, you spend $3,000. Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Who knows? Uh, we're not saying. We're not saying he stole it. We're not saying he didn't. Um, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, and then she's, yep. you know, you got to deal with all of that. Was there another hobby before ultra running between mountain biking and ultra running? I'm going to say no. I'm I'm pretty pretty confident with that answer as well. I, I think mountain bikes mountain bikes it. Mountain bikes led into trail running. How did you discover yeah. trail running then? Um trail running I discovered just through my work. Uh one of my buddies, he got hired on and heard that I I guess did really well in a just regular road half marathon that I ran with my sister-in-law. Yeah. Uh, very first half marathon. I ended up coming in third and I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. So let's just kind of continue this running thing for a little bit. And he got word of it at work and came up to my cubicle and was like, hey, I also like to run. Um, do you want to, you know, come run with us over at Kennesaw Mountain? Uh, pretty decent sized trail run, me and my buddies. And I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. So. That was kind of it right there, just knowing that I had, you know, somebody to kind of follow for a long trail run was was it, was all it took to, you know, get me out there and just really open my eyes. So you really had no idea you had any speed at all. You just, your sister-in-law's like, hey, hey, Alex, I want to run this half marathon. You should do it with me. So you get you download yeah. the couch to half marathon training plan you have no idea what's fast and what's not. You show up to run this race with your sister-in-law, and then you come in third. 
And what are you thinking when you have no idea if you're fast or not? You're not even trying at this point. You're probably in basketball shorts and a pair of Nikes. You know, you probably you probably had a, a cotton shirt on and some basketball shorts and you finished third. That had to have blown yeah. your mind a little bit. I actually have my uh, duck camo shirt on, which is even better. (laughs) So so there you are. You're in a duck camo shirt with baggy basketball shorts, (laughs) you know, and running. And you found a pair of running shoes somewhere. You got the ones at Kohl's. You used your Kohl's cash and got them for free. You know, they're the Nike whatevers. You can't find them anywhere but Kohl's. And then you throw down a third place finish. That's that has to make you go like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm fast. Yeah, it was more so just I knew, you know, once we signed up for the run, I was like, okay, there it is. You know, I have, I think we signed up in like October. So I knew I had at least like, you know, a couple months to train. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go into it and not finish or just straight up die. So I did, you know, train a decent amount. I challenged myself to like a 5K a day type thing. And, just really started putting in the more consistent, like daily, you know, just movement of the body. And yeah, I, I guess once everybody showed up to the start line, the adrenaline kicked in and they said go and I just took off. <laughs> wow. And, that was it. and then the awards ceremony, they go, okay. And in third place overall, Alex, uh, Doddles. And you're like, excuse me, what? Yeah. Like, really? nobody else ahead of me except these two guys i ran right out there i was like call me what you want i'm third (laughs) cool (laughs) because they probably said alex deedles because you're we talked about this before we started recording you have probably have a very mispronounced last name oh yeah yeah no one's most definitely but there is a cool nickname i've always had and that's mr deeds mr deeds i like that yeah, that's very nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I incorporate that somewhere in the description of the podcast. Alex, Mister Deeds, uh, Dells is is is, is yeah. where we're going with that one. Uh, Usually we we draw the Misters. Sometimes majority of the time it's just Deeds. Deeds, I, uh, it fits. It fits. Yeah, it leads people to a mis- mispronunciation of your last name. But hey, if it works, it works, right? There you uh, go. Yeah. Exactly. So you find all you find trail running. You go on that first trail run, and it kind of must have taken you back to the not so long ago mountain bike days. Except you did you left you left the mountain without broken fingers. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was insane because I always think about how beneficial mountain biking is to trail running, just mm-hmm. because of line choice. <laughs> yeah. And you know, knowing which inside part of the trail to take and how to kind of maneuver around you know variables that are on the trail and as soon as i started that run you know that morning with those guys i don't even remember how it went exactly but i just remember feeling like how slowed down everything was and how i was able to examine the trail a whole lot better at a slower pace just being on my feet whereas a bike you're you know (laughs) 20 plus miles an hour descending a freaking mountain you got to make decisions quick as far as which way you want to go whereas ultra running and trail running you know you got a little more time to kind of decide which line is the best and i think mountain biking definitely help my vision as far as 
being able to look, kind of look ahead and seeing which, which line to take. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, because you are going quite a bit slower. Even if you're bombing the downhills, you're not bombing them like you would in mountain biking. You're right. That's an interesting skill set that you got out of that hobby that was in and out of your life so quick. And that mountain bike's yeah. still in the garage, folks. Still in the garage. It uh, is. It ain't going anywhere. It's got the nice <laughs> suspension on it and everything. So at That's one point, right. you know, you, you enjoy this enough. When did you feel confident enough in your abilities as a runner to enter an ultra, a trail ultra, the, which would be the Blue Ridge Mountain 50K? Um, I don't really remember when it hit me um as far as just the confidence of going to ultra sign up and registering but um you know same kind of same deal with the very first half i ran i just knew okay whatever race i'm going to sign up for it needs to be you know at least two three months in advance to where i can you know familiarize myself more with either elevation or you know just trail train itself or just you know training in general um and i knew i was after that trail run i was just kind of hooked on just running in general like i just enjoyed you know going outside and just that the feeling of completing like a 10 mile run you know that was kind of my thing now was like a 10 mile run daily uh just after work um and just having that feeling of like wow i just like pushed my body today and you know, it's addicting. And, you know, when I catch on to these hobbies, I'm all in. Like, you know, there is no halfway point or like three quarters for me. I'm like in it to win it. So I just really fell in love with the training and just knew that, hell, if I just do a little bit every day, like, you know, three months, I'll be feeling pretty good about myself. So I don't know. My buddy Cody at work just after a few more runs and just, you know, a month, month and a half goes by. He's like, let's just, you know, sign up for this thing. I'll sign up with you and we'll go up there. And, um, I knew I could talk my wife and, you know, sister-in-law and mother-in-law, you know, into like an air splitting an Airbnb, kind of making a weekend out of it. Yeah. And, you know, just going to Blue Ridge, you know, a night or two before and just kind of making a fun time about it and just, kind of planned for it that way and just gradually went into it and felt good you know the night before and woke up and just did it did you but there's so much to put into it and you can run a road half marathon with nothing but a couple sips of gatorade and be okay when you're redlining a 50k a mountain 50k a trail 50k there's Mm -hmm. a lot more involved in that and the nutrition is something that's hard to dial in did you have that piece of the puzzle solved before you went and did that first 50K? Or is that something you learned during that race? Like, oh my God, I need, there's so much I need to figure out with this. Yeah, that, that was something I learned during the race. I think the only like cheat code that 
Cody uh, told me kind of prior to the race was salt taps, mm-hmm. and that was really it. So I knew going into that race, if I had salts on me, that I'd be, you know, able to kind of maintain. But yeah, definitely bonked that race. I didn't have any sort of provisions on myself other than my bottles and some salt tabs, and I would go from aid station to aid station just looking for some sort of you know granola bar or something and that was i think i maybe ate like two granola bars that whole race and just bonked at like mile 15 and Corey ended up just flying past me and i face planted (laughs) as soon as he passed he caught me so fast that like it like blew my mind and my legs were already starting to go at that point and i just face planted right in front of him and he just (laughs) turned around i kind of waved at him and he was gone after that so i I definitely found out the hard way that nutrition is super super important in these races yeah you can't i'm sorry you had salt tabs a handheld water bottle and you ate a couple of nature valley granola bars the bag full of crumbs you ate a couple of those (laughs) Yeah, it was probably equivalent to birdseed. I mean, it was like bottom of the barrel. Like, I would I asked the aid stations if they had any granola bars, and they had to like go to their trailers and like pull out this like <laughs> like plastic bin and dig all the way to the bottom. And they gave me two like Kroger brand granola bars that were probably three years old. These aren't even that. Nature Valley. These are Kroger Valley. These are the knockoff Kroger brand of Nature Valley. If you open once you opened it up, half the granola bar fell to the ground because it was all crumbled into, yeah. into crumbs. And you're just trying to eat a half of a knockoff Kroger brand Nature Valley granola bar. It's still pretty impressive, though, that you finished second place overall, bonking hard at 15 and then having to suffer your way into into the finish line i'm sure Corey, when he saw you he was probably like oh my sweet summer child it's time to teach you a little lesson oh yeah 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 he that's exactly what he probably thought and i i knew it was coming at some point but i'm I'm glad it was me and him up front and uh you know nobody else i just i can't that that guy is just phenomenal. What a he's such a great person just to be around. He really I is. Wouldn't have, I wouldn't have traded that that run for anything in the world. Did he change my life? When you get to the finish line and he's already had his nap and he's looking pretty good <laughs> and you you stumble in, did he? Did you guys talk about that? Like you said, like hey, how? Like I had a couple of granola bars and some salt tabs. Did did he help kind of guide you towards? what it would take to, to, to have your nutrition better? Not right after the run. Um, I guess later on that year, just kind of going back and forth on Instagram, just kind of picking his brain. Um, you know, I would just, he would, you know, tell me a few tips or whatever. And we would just kind of chit chat here and there, but I mean, we didn't really get too deep into the nutritional you know, mindset of how he goes about his things. But he was, you know, very, um, uh, my gosh, what's, what's the word or terminology, like a good sport, you know? Yeah. And like he was standing there waiting for me at the finish line, like gave me a hug and like, you know, told me good job. And just, I don't know that, that right there is like, just, you know, speaks volumes of a person just to like, you know, welcoming runners and just 
you know, even with the amount of like credibility and like experience that that guy has, like you would think somebody like him would kind of just, you know, big league people, but he was just so like welcoming and right supportive of everybody. He could have been like, awesome listen, cheerleader. I have to go make some posts for the North Face because I'm sponsored and you all aren't. So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and leave. But no, he's exactly. he is a great advocate for the sport. And he's one of those those great people that when they do smoke you, you, you feel okay at the end. You're like, oh, I got smoked by Corey. That's okay. It's yeah. Corey Waltering for crying out loud. That's, yeah. it's, it's quite an honor to come in second. When did yeah. you... When did you feel like you were able to finally dial in nutrition? Because that's something you can fake your way through a 50K. If you're in really good shape, if you're in bad shape, you can't. But if you're in really good shape, you can fake your way through a 50K like you did with a bag of crumbs and some salt tabs. At some point, though, you seem to start figuring out what it takes fueling-wise to race an ultra. When did you start putting that together? So I just, after that weekend, just, you know, fell more in love with ultra and trail running and everything. And just every day after my, you know, normal, uh, you know, daily runs would just hop on YouTube and just, you know, watch video after video of just, you know, runners and, you know, CCCs and, you know, Leadvilles and Western States and this and that. And then just podcast after podcast during work which is probably not the best thing to say but i mean i'm listening to a lot of podcasts at work when i have time of course on lunch breaks right no no you're Um, right listen every time (laughs) alex listens if alex's boss is listening you can really you can check this alex only listens to podcasts on his commute and on his lunch break he would never that's it ever listen to a podcast while he's supposed to be working none of us would ever do that right that's exactly right (laughs) so just you know diving into everything ultra head first um the you know great and powerful courtney dewalter i'll never forget just watching a youtube video of her just praising mashed potatoes and i just was like okay if this person is talking about mashed potatoes and she's won X, Y, and Z and just knocks every race that she does out of the park. Clearly, there's, you know, it's not very hard to, you know, understand that this is probably the way to go. So, um, next race, I guess it was, I guess it was next month in November, there was a mental health 50K. Yeah. In Noonan. Yeah, I guess that was the next month. Yeah. Like I said, already hooked to Ultra. So yeah. I signed up for another 50K the next month and took some mashed potatoes with me and ended up getting first and just eating mashed potatoes every 10 miles, slurping them down, <laughs> feeling like a new man coming to life, you know, opening my third eye and was like, mashed potatoes, okay, we're doing this. And it was incredible. So that was when I started realizing, yes, carbs is what I need. Wow. So you you just see a video of Courtney DeWalter going, I love me some mashed potatoes. And you're like, Eureka, I have discovered the missing link to my running. I am going to just eat mashed potatoes every 10 miles. Did you have like a little Ziploc baggie of mashed potatoes waiting for you? It's actually a um, 
Like, you know how applesauce is? Like, you can get, like, applesauce to go or whatever. Yeah. Twisty top, and you just suck them down. I just use those. I get some from uh, Walmart that you can open up the bottom, and you can put mash. You put a whole thing of mashed potatoes in a Ziploc bag, and you squeeze it like, uh, what's it called? Like, a uh, cake frosting. Yeah. You know, that you're decorating a cake. Yeah. Only piping squeeze bag. that yeah. into, the, into the to-go pouch. Ziploc it up and stuff in your vest and you're good to go. Wow. Are these real mashed potatoes or are these Idaho spuds, the fake ones? No, these are real deal. Go buy you a bag of them, boil them, shred them, or shred them, boil them, you know, put milk in them, blend them up, put seasoned salt in them. You're good to go. (laughs) Those aren't going bad? Like, I was thinking if that's sitting in your vest all day that you're going to be throwing up all over the side of the trail. Yeah, some of them go bad, but you know, mine mine never matter. Just know it's edible. It's not that bad. What you're going through is already bad enough. Just get it down. You know, and you'll you'll be kicking it into next gear. Alex, this might be the second best nutrition tip that I've got this year on the adventure jogger. Your mashed potatoes thing, and carrying nice. mashed potatoes with you. The first one was uh, Mike Smith, who has run 200, 100 miles. Well, now he's probably at 215. But he told mm-hmm. me about his drink of choice. Because you know how these things, you can you can really go overboard with ultra running, and you can really spend a whole lot of money on, on things that you really don't need to have. Um, right. He doesn't drink Tailwind or anything. He drinks Milo's sweet tea is what he drinks out at wow. races. Okay. Yeah. That, that that that's interesting. I tried that and it, it's a game changer. That stuff's rocket fuel. So between that wow. and the mashed potatoes, that's the cheapest race ever. Because you're Yeah, you're, all you're all you're missing some fried chicken and green beans. Exactly. Food. <laughs> exactly. And you think about the cost of nutrition in a race. Some people are spending upwards of a hundred dollars. You probably ran the Georgia Jewel on $6.72 worth of potatoes. Yeah. Holy smokes. I'm all about the bargains. Yes, you are. We got to still pay that bike. You still got to get that bike money back in there somehow. So you figure <laughs> yeah. it out. And and the, what made you decide to want to try? Because I saw you did 100K and you did you did the, the uh, Cruel Jewel 50 miler. You took second at that. Why did mm-hmm. you want to step up into the 100-mile world, Alex? Uh, just kind of going back to that, um, running group that I was, uh, mentioning earlier, uh, my buddy at work, Cody, the same guy that, you know, signed me up or helped talk me into signing up for the 50 K, the blue Ridge 50 K. Um, he's a part of, you know, a running group, a local running group. And I, you know, started running a lot with them and training with them. And one of the guys, his name's Jordan Utley. He's, um, he, had a big say in you know talking me into just going ahead and signing up for it just get it on the calendar it's 100 miles or 100 miles you know me and you know a handful of other guys we're doing it that same day uh we can all hold each other accountable and we'll just you know start a group text and we'll just you know keep checking in with, with each other periodically and we'll get on group runs and we'll just make it work 
and just by him saying that i was like all in you know yeah this sounds great i'll just like you said get it on the calendar and we'll see what happens yeah and sure enough that's all it took and again just falling back in love with training and everything ultra i just it just sounded awesome another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At what point did you have to tell Kelsey, you know, after you had made her watch you kill a goose on a boat and various other things, when were you like, hey, sweetheart, I need you to wait on me in the woods for a day. Just drive around middle of nowhere drive my pacers around and I need you to sit and wait for me for hours on end all day. Yeah, that was, I don't really remember how that conversation went (laughs) to be honest. It was just kind of like, Hey, this is what I've decided to do. Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be lots of other people out there that we know. You're gonna have fun. You, you you're gonna have fun. You pitch are gonna like, have fun. Everybody has fun. It's gonna be social hour. You're like Kelsey. Listen, the coolest people are gonna be there, and you're gonna be able to spend hours with them. You are going to be stuck in a smelly van with a lot of different people, and yeah. it is gonna be just the most fun, like like the most fun you could possibly have ever. Yeah. In her life and luckily she had her uh, best friend Emily come out with her and Emily is like completely just out of the loop when it comes to ultra running which was great because this was like her first experience yeah ever and it was for a hundred miler <laughs> and she just got out there and helped <clears throat> help crew and just you know help just be there for my wife's sanity and just she's such a funny girl and just bubbly and just so like energetic and awesome to be around so she was like the perfect match mm-hmm. for that night to just you know be there you know with my with my wife basically her ride or dies so it could, it worked out great i mean i owe her a good amount of credit too just being there yeah you you kind of do you better make sure you don't screw up christmas there's a lot of pressure alex a lot of pressure i know this is a big christmas coming up for sure (laughs) so when you sign up for the georgia jewel uh did you look at any point at who else was racing this thing no i never do i once i sign up i get off of there i don't like hanging around you know getting in the weeds too much i just Get on the calendar, get it in the books, and wait for the day to come. So you had no idea that Navy SEAL and YouTube sensation Chad Wright was also going to be at that race? I did know, because just from being in, you know, other group texts and everything, I I got word that he was going to be there. And didn't really think anything of it. I just was like, all right, well... So you didn't watch, you didn't go to his, you didn't go to his YouTube channel and see a video labeled from killer to warrior. And you're like, Oh crap, I got to go against this guy. (laughs) 
I mean, no, that's just kind of, you know, his general mantra. So I already knew, like, you know, his whole mindset and, you know, how he operates. And I just knew, you know, we both got to show up yeah. at the same start line at the same time on the same day. And we both just got to go. Justin Hamilton, okay. another guy with with a, with a really good track record of races, is also there. But you didn't know that until you got there. And you're like, oh, who's the guy with the sweet facial hair and the tattoos? <laughs> who's that guy? He seems to be very strong on the uphills. Yeah. Had no idea. I just was smiling from ear to ear, just happy to be there and ready to just soak it all in. Ready for my adventure. <laughs> yeah. Did you run hard from the gun? Were you like, I'm just going to go out hard? Or was it easy to start? Like, how did you plan on doing this thing? Um, I would say it was pretty just, I wouldn't say easy and I wouldn't say hard, but I wouldn't say like moderate. It mm. was just kind of like mild from start all the way to dry Creek, which I think is like 38 miles. I just knew, you know, once I got there, my wife would, you know, be there with watermelon and a change clothes and everything. So just getting there was you know, my first like little milestone checkpoint kind of win in my mind that, okay, once I get there, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And I just had to get there in one piece and safely and not injured. <laughs> Cause that was another big goal of mine was just to just get from point A to point B without being injured. So that way I can wake up, you know, four days from now and go on a recovery, you know, five, to 10 mile run right. around you know my normal loop around the house <laughs> yeah um were you were you in first place when you saw kelsey for the first time uh no i believe i was in second maybe but again i didn't really know that i didn't check in with anybody i didn't like you know ask around of where i was you know if i heard people yelling out to me where i was and great but i didn't really keep that in my mind that was the last thing i was trying to think about was placement i just you know wanted to do my thing and feel good and just kind of take my time when i needed to take it and just not really worry i you know i'm out there in the woods for 20 hours so i just want to you know check out and just move my body you know and really get in a trance and take it in and kind of tap into like a little you know, spiritual kind of connection with just me in the woods. Cause me being in the suburbs and working in Atlanta, you know, yeah, 40 to 60 hours a week, it's just, there's no better feeling than just being in the woods alone, you know, or with your best friends. It sounds so that's like, all I'm thinking about. yeah, it sounds like Alex, like you didn't go into, to Georgia jewel wanting to win it. You were not like, listen, I'm going in to get the W. It sounded like you just wanted to enjoy the experience of running a hundred miles. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's my goal going into every race. I just, I love it so much. And just the feeling of getting a kick-ass workout after the run, you know, cause whether you win or come in, last place or you know you're the middleman or whatever at the end of the run you're still burning you know 14,000 calories you're climbing all this elevation like covering all this ground I mean you're still just winning at life in general and just having a kick-ass workout 
you know, you feel great, you eat great, you know, you're just, you're living your best life. Like either way, like you put it, you know? So really That's no, just how I look at it. Yeah. Really no pressure on yourself to perform. It's just see kind of what the day gives you. Yeah. But you do want to, you know, try and push yourself and, you know, leave everything that you have out there on the, on the course for sure. You don't want to finish up and, you know, have any sort of regrets and be like, Oh, you know, I could have just, you know, did this better or whatever. You know, you just want to finish completely just drained of everything that you had. Was it still mashed potatoes every, yeah. Was it still mashed potatoes every 10 miles? Yeah. uh, I would say the second half, it was closer to like every, you know, probably six to eight miles or really just whenever I felt like, you know, I was hungry. I try to tend to the low hanging fruits that pop into my mind. So if I ever think about, you know, nutrition or food or anything, I'll tend to those thoughts real quick and just obviously if I'm thinking about eating or food or goose or anything, like I'm just going to take it. I'm not going to be like, no, I don't need this right now, you know, because I just took it 30 minutes ago or whatever. If I'm thinking about it again, I'm just going to go ahead and do it and just get that thought out of my head. Was it mainly, I was joking, was it mainly just mashed potatoes? Yeah. (laughs) Mashed potatoes, salt, and goose. Anything else I would probably throw up or just have, like, not good bowel movements. (laughs) what goose pair well with mashed potatoes? Um, I eat the Humana or Huma gels or goose. Those seem to be pretty good. Those like chia seed based goose. So Huma gels, Huma gels with mashed potatoes, like an apple cinnamon. And tailwind. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit tailwind, Huma gels, mashed potatoes. It's like a Thanksgiving feast out there for you. Oh, yeah. There's a whole (laughs) smorgasbord. And seriously, you carry around mashed potatoes that have milk and butter and salt and sugar in them in a baggie in your vest, and it just is in there for hours, and you just, whenever you want it, you just down it. Yes. Do you, do you keep, when you go, into an aid, yeah, but do you go into an aid station, do they keep the mashed potatoes in a cooler or something for you, or are they just sitting out all day? No, well... I mean, my wife, like, in our car, she'll keep them either warmed up or in a cooler or something. So those fresh ones that she gives me are always, that's always a good feeling. So it's not like you made those the night before and it's been sitting in the hot sun all day at Georgia Jewel and you're like, ooh, give me a baggie of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it hasn't gotten to that, that point yet. But I'd imagine in the foreseeable future when I do run some of these races by myself and I do have to have a drop bag that's going to be something I'm going to have to address. Marjorie. How am I going to stage my mashed potatoes to where I can pick them up? Yeah. you maybe need to work on fake mashed, but you need to try with fake mashed potatoes because I think those don't go bad. Yeah. So yeah, I, I need to, it's potato need buds. To you need to get some potato buds and see how those work for you. Cause that could keep you from having to vomit Huma gels tailwind and, and mashed potatoes all over the side of the trail. At what point, Alex, in Georgia Jewel, did you did you take over the lead? 
Uh, so we passed the leader coming into, I forgot which aid station it was, but me, Corey, and the leader all came into the same aid station at the same time. It was crazy how it timed up. Yeah. But we all were, you know, kind of trotting in at mile 82 is what I was told. Well, so 82, because here's the deal, Alex. You had basically... 85? 82-85. Okay. But so in 15 miles, you put two hours on second place. Yeah. How the heck were you flying so fast? How were you able to just, like, burn down the last 15 miles? I think we were moving pretty well all the way up until 82 Mm -hmm. and we were having a good time and just kind of you know doing our thing and when me and Corey passed the leader i think we both kind of looked at each other and thought okay it's time to go to work now and something clicked and i even felt like something clicked in him even though he probably wouldn't say or admit or tell you you know it hit him too but i really felt the connection between me and him kind of even out where we both were thinking the same thing like all right it's go time like here we are we got this many miles left let's step on the gas and just you know check in with this aid station and get out of here and just set the tone right now that we're not stopping and we both just kind of thought the same thoughts and just hit the pedal to the metal and bless Corey's heart. He grabbed a stick because now we were in first place. We dealt with every spider in the Southeast. (laughs) So he grabbed the stick and ran ahead of me and started swatting spiders. Like you would not believe it was insane. It was some out of the movie. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose. No matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That is so... And to have somebody like Corey, because have you had if you have a different pacer that's maybe not experienced like because Corey has won races Corey knows what it's like and what you have to do in those situations having Corey with you when that happens really was a benefit because he he's someone that's experienced that moment and knows how to walk you or run you through that moment and it seems like you didn't make any mistakes the last 15 miles you just worked harder and got stronger and got stronger and you and Corey were up were flying and i see yeah. that i saw the video of you going into the finish line look like an 800 look like you were running that the half mile you know look like a track meet rolling yeah. into there the finish line you know you look at your first time to win is great but to run the second fastest time you were like 15 minutes behind luke bolschweiler which is which is something to be proud of again because luke is is no nonsense and luke's a great athlete um Mm -hmm. but when you when you when you finish the race and you've won it 
and you've won it in such a decisive fashion and you've run a time that only one person's ever gone faster than on that course, how did that feel for you? It felt pretty surreal. Um, I just was so like in awe of just, I don't know, like everybody else's performance around me as far as my crew and like, you know, pacers and just everything that's led me up to that point just kind of all hit me at once. And I was like, man, I'm not the only one like in this win today here right Mm -hmm. now. Like this, everybody else that has gotten to me, gotten me to this point, I definitely owe credit to. And like, I just couldn't have done it with, you know, by myself. Like this is all just such a huge team effort. And I just felt so like humble and just, grateful for like i don't know everybody in my life up to that point just pushing me to like where i was there and Mm -hmm. i just felt humbled and just you know just so like happy and just (laughs) all my all the photos like right at the end like i'm just smiling so hard and just kind of i don't know just so loopy just from the run in general but just genuinely happy to be surrounded by like the people that i love most and like just I don't know. Yeah. Just such good feelings, such good vibes, great people. The tri- the ultra like community is just so awesome. You know, you meet some of the best people out there and everybody's just equally as crazy as you are and you know, you just it's such a great experience. It, I'll always want to experience, you know, every weekend, but you know, unfortunately these things are expensive, but yeah. I just, it's, you can't explain the feeling really. And then I forgot who walked up to me. One of the race directors gave me two ice cold, like regular Coca Colas, and those were the best Cokes I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> they tasted so good. It's either Franklin or Jenny Baker. Yeah, one of the two. Was it, was they it, hooked it up. Was it a man or a woman? Uh, I think it was a man. Okay, that was Franklin. So Franklin gave you, Franklin hooked you up with some sweet Coca Colas. But that's got to yes. that's got to fuel you though, Alex, to do a hundred like that, and to and to see success and everything goes right. Um, you're probably inspired, and you must have confidence in yourself now. You must be like, ooh, you know that half marathon with my sister in law wasn't a fluke. I may have some fu- a future in running. What do you want to do now? Um, I just want to keep running and signing up for as many races as I can, you know, that me and my wife's schedules allow for us, um, you know, and then hopefully land a sponsor too, or maybe, you know, somebody that I can network with on a point to where they can help cover some of these costs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just keep going back to that because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just signing up for races is tough, but that's all I want to do, you know, and these experiences are awesome. I'll always be, you know, pushing myself to be as most prepared for these races as I possibly can. Um, I'm turning running more into a lifestyle at this point. Mm -hmm. I love the way it makes me feel, you know, stress-free at work, just knowing that, like, I can get all this bad energy out or whatever stress I have, you know, with running and I can, you know, be myself whenever I'm running and 
just I don't know. It's just running such a like life changing thing once you like make it a lifestyle and I've stopped drinking and it's just changed me as a person and I just feel so good and I just want more of it, you know, each and every day and it's all I think about. So all you think about better. All you think about besides Kelsey. You want to throw that in there? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> well, that's definitely given. Well, two things. If I think it's time to put that bike on Facebook Marketplace because that'll cover a lot of race expense. I think so too. I've definitely had my days where I'm like, man, this thing can definitely. Put some change back in my pocket. Yeah, I think you put it up, just polish it up, you know, wash it, make it look real nice, put it on Facebook Marketplace. You'll make some serious money on it. Uh, and the last thing I have for you, please, please tell me that when you cross that finish line, you know, and there's your your friends, your crew, everybody's there. At some point, did Kelsey say to you, this is way better than watching you snap a goose's neck? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can just say that by, you know, the smile on her face and just tears welling up in her eyes and just giving me a big old hug. I think I think it beats snapping a goose's neck for sure. 